0: Here comes the relief from the pain, unapologetically. This is Lock and Load with Bill Frady.
1: All right, good afternoon. This is Lock and Load. And we kick off today with Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed, LLC. Good afternoon. Good afternoon mr bill dave and i were having a conversation the other day and uh you know uh, one of the things that strikes me about some of the stuff you 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 float some trial balloons out there on social media about what do you think about this and what do you think about that and i do what you know you you throw some ideas out there on on social media what, oh, oh okay yeah try- i'm I, I, misunder- I didn't understand what you said gotcha all right cool and um when we, we we were discussing some of the responses you got, and I was like, we need to talk about this because this is an important thing for anybody to consider that, uh, you know, that is wanting to learn how to use a pistol, how to use, a, you know, combined arms, that kind of thing, because that's the kind of stuff you're feeding out there. And um, there's some well, people.
2: you really, can I be more specific? Yes, you can. That's really how to do anything better that's going to work for you as an individual it doesn't matter what whether it's a pistol or rifle what kind of weapon it is uh what is going to work for you that's the point i was trying to make right now
1: now one thing about dave though when dave is out there making these points he does not get out there and say he doesn't go into such a degree of detail to where it's like he's saying this is the only way you can do it. You have to hold it exactly this way. You have to stand exactly this way. You have to be thinking exactly this way because you understand the whole idea that there, there needs to be a degree of flexibility for people to make it work for
2: themselves, right? Exactly. Yeah, uh, kind of, um, for example, if we'll use a pistol uh, and focus on the grip. For example, and instead of showing you how my grip works for me, I don't really understand how you would get a lot out of that to begin with, right? I'll provide you with four basic parameters that you can evaluate your grip, uh, you know, with the pistol that you're using. Okay, one, it's got to be solid. be strong enough to provide enough resistance for the pistol to operate properly because it's recoil operated. It has to be steady enough in support of aiming. Your grip cannot interfere with the function of the pistol at any point in time based on the location and function of the individual controls and that's whether you have whether you're firing it with one hand whether you're firing it with either the left or the right or working with both hands on the pistol and across the spectrum of gun handling tasks probably the most important thing your grip has to provide is positive control of the pistol at all times. And that's it. Uh, those four parameters. And with those four parameters of uh, solidity, steadiness, uh, non-interference, And positive control, you should be able to figure out based on your physiology, the size of your hands, the length of your fingers, blah, 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 uh, the make, model, and design of the pistol, location and function, its controls. You know, you have guidance, not, you know, a kind of a written rule on how to best stabilize the pistol or hold the pistol for yourself. Now, yeah, everybody needs guidance, and that's what it's all about. But there are times where you're going to find yourself, you know, how much can you actually, how much do you actually learn versus um, when do you, Here's a, here's a question. I, I don't believe I've ever asked this. I don't think it's ever come up in conversation, mm. but, uh, dig this. At what point do you receive enough guidance in respect to anything that you start to do the math on the topic or the subject, right? And train and condition yourself. You become, um, You seek training and guidance from others until you yourself become self-actualized and can train and condition yourself. Because by that time you've learned how to, excuse me, by that time you've learned how to pay attention to what you're doing while you're doing it and evaluate what you're doing while you're doing it and be able to make adjustments while you're doing it in support of a positive outcome in respect to shot placement, uh, multiple shot placement, whatever, you know, whatever the task is. Did you follow me on all that? Yeah. So because, you know, it, it, the thought just occurred to me in my, early years of having made the decision, you know, Hey, if, if I'm going to do this, you know, on a level that they're asking me to do this, I better be smart about it. Period. And that's when my own, you know, self-education process started. And it was, um, pretty cool when I got to the point where I realized that, you know, hey, I'm I'm doing things that or asking questions, doing things on the range in respect to trying to discuss things with my peers, it was at difficult at times because you know, I was operating maybe a level or two above. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's primarily visual things, right? How you, how do you, you know, how do you speak to what you see and how you see it? You know, what are you looking for? Well, how are you going to see what you're looking for, unless you know what it looks like in the first place? And when is it supposed to be there? Timing is critical in that respect. Yes, it is because we're, um, you know, we process ninety percent of our information. Visually, you know uh, all predators uh, process an extreme amount of their information visually. Um, and of course, you know all predators have binocular vision. Blah blah blah. You know how your eyes work. You know how your vision works. Have you ever seen something and you went, "Whoa, dude, man, did I just see that?" Right. Well, you probably did. It's just you've probably never seen it before. And sometimes, in respect to shooting and what is happening at high speed, you know, I'll see something and I won't be sure of it because I've never seen it before. So I kind of doubt it, but you learn how to trust your vision in those moments. To realize that yes, you did see it.
1: In fact, you did see it. Hang on, right there. Talking to Super Dave Harrington. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. welcome back this is lock and low talking to super dave harrington from combat speed llc you asked one question about when is it enough and i guess the the simplest question the simplest answer to that is if you're walking up and down a fire line uh, i think it's probably everybody's going to come to their own moment where it's enough and would you agree with that where that what light mean, So with um, that, so like you're saying, okay, do this this way, and somebody's trying to do it that way, and then suddenly the light comes off on the in their head when they understand what you just told them. They finally digested that wherever that comes in, in the in the in the process.
2: Okay, right? when when someone's uh, when someone becomes aware of something, yeah, yeah kind of like the light bulb comes on moment? Is that what you're talking about? Okay, yeah. I've seen that many times, yes. Yeah.
1: So I guess that's going to be Mm -hmm. different with everybody there, although as more and more people, I think as more and more people have that come off and people begin to see what's going on, once once that comprehension, once the lesson is now learned, instead of, you know, while you're sitting there trying to tell me what it is and I'm not getting it, as soon as I figure it out and I've learned that lesson, that's when I think you probably hit that point. So... But, but let's, let's talk about... Well, see, wh-
2: that's, the, <clears throat> that's the responsibility of it. Right. And what I mean by the responsibility of it is once you know better, the responsibility is on you to do better. You know what I mean? I do. I do indeed. But I, I, I do want to say this about the last segment. Yeah. That was a perfect example. During the break, I realized that was a perfect example of me going off on a tangent. I covered so many things, man. I started like at A and wound up at Z before the break. Um, bring me back to what we're talking about, dude. So, you know,
1: with, with some of the things that you've been doing, right, you, you've been giving little hints Correct. of things to come on, on, on the social media. And, right. uh, you, you have gotten in the conversation we've had, it seems like you've gotten a little bit of pushback and, and one of the things that i have've I've told you, and I, I firmly believe this uh most of the people that are pushing back on you one they don't know you. Would you agree with that? Yeah, true yeah, um, yeah go ahead, continue um two
2: this is this is interesting man yeah.
1: i uh go ahead see fundamentals and um basics are not sexy. So when you get out there and you're laying out the case for fundamentals and basics, that's not for for them, you know, for most of these. And, you know, a lot of people get their first information on guns nowadays and using a gun off of YouTube. And and there's some people there's some people on YouTube that are very, 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 very good. And, And there's some people on YouTube that are really lousy. And for some reason, a lot of those lousy guys get a, a, a bit of an audience and then all of a sudden they've corrupted the whole, uh, the whole, the whole
2: mindset that might well, be coming in on not, certain. Not things. necessarily, dude, not okay. necessarily. I, I can't agree with you on that point because, okay. um, whoever watches those, uh, less than videos, I guess we'll describe it in that manner. Sure. Um, Whoever watches those less than videos has to, at some point, support what's being put out, or choose to do it that way, right? And you know, be a hand bone right along with whoever did the video. Just because, um, you know, it kind of falls into that category. Just because you can doesn't always mean you should, right? You know what I mean? Right. And in respect to, uh, I'll reinforce this point for sure, in respect to doing anything with firearms or firearms related, uh, you have uh, every responsibility to do the right thing at the right time every time. And if you don't know what that is or you question what that is, you need to find out immediately because there's no do-overs. With firearms, there's yep. no uh, apologies given. I mean, you know, it's um, they're permanent. You make a serious mistake with a firearm; it's permanent. Yep. So find out what you need to be doing in the first place, and make sure it's the correct thing to be doing, the safe thing to be doing, the responsible thing to be doing with firearms. Period. And then when you can get into all the other applications of fire and learning how to use them at speed or. You know, for uh, recreation, right? Uh, sports shooting, stuff like that. You know, as well as self-defense and war fighting, if that's your thing. But in but, ter-
1: but in terms of uh, now, y- y- you know, uh, one of the things that you were we were talking about was that some of the pushback you were getting based on just some of the things you were saying, without them really delving into. Why they were going against yeah, the changes. And you're here's
2: saying. why, uh, yeah, thank you for bringing me back to that original point. Dig dude. I wouldn't call it, uh, pushback so much in the light of it being negative as much as it being like, whoa, um, don't really understand what you're trying to do here. It's like, I've, I've literally had, you know, people come to me and say, Hey, look, man, we've got a thing going on here and, uh, we'd like you to, weigh in on this, give us your two cents, but you're going to have to kind of think out of the box right. on this one. Well, hey, no, I got no problem thinking out of the box. Um, and here's how I know that. Because almost to uh, the time that I've been asked to think out of the box to solve some problems, having presented my out-of-the-box solutions, I was promptly... Asked to get back into my box because they were a little too over the top or maybe a little too expensive to do it absolutely right. Um, for what, you know, whatever reason they were positive, but, uh, and yeah, that's something to, um, seriously consider at every opportunity is, you know, what it costs to operate, you know, things are, um, You know, firearms related are getting that much more expensive as the uh, political situation gets that much more tense, and you really need to factor that into what you're doing and how you're doing it while maintaining your training and practice schedules.
1: You know what I mean? But while they're getting more yes. while they're getting more expensive, they're becoming no less necessary.
2: Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As a matter of fact, because of the circumstances, you're going to have to make adjustments. But if there's any adjustment that needs to be made, you need to err on the side of increasing your training and practice opportunities. Right you know sharpen your skills so to speak
1: we're coming up on the next break and I'm going to give you an example of something that I, wa- I, I want to know if you've actually ha- had this happen because uh, we're going back more towards uh, some of the other stuff just just because. When, whenever I see it it's sort of silly to me so I want to see what you have to say about it. Super Dave you can find him on Instagram not Instagram on Facebook at S Dave Harrington we'll be right back this is Lock and Load
0: Say News Update. The two leading pharmacy chains in the U.S. are set to start sales of abortion pills, possibly this month. Walgreens and CVS will offer Mifeprestone at select pharmacies in states where it's legally permissible. Both chains have received FDA certification to dispense the pill, according to separate statements. Wildfires and blizzard warnings are causing anxiety for thousands of Americans. Over half a million people in California and Nevada face the threat of a blizzard with up to 10 feet of snow predicted in higher elevations. Simultaneously, major wildfires in the Texas Panhandle and parts of Oklahoma have claimed at least two lives. Alabama Senator Katie Britt will deliver the Republican response to President Biden's State of the Union address. House Speaker Mike Johnson noted that the American people will be attentive as the youngest Republican woman ever elected to the Senate turns the page on the oldest president in history john schaefer usa news wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated so keep it simple and take good care of yourself with sunny bay heating pads our heating pads soothe pains in the neck back and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at Sunny-Bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from Sunny-Bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay.
4: I had no idea it would destroy my life, but before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call.
1: Welcome back. This is Lock and Low talking to Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed, LLC. And uh, one of the th- you know, I, th- th- let me give you an example of something that happened to me, okay? So I did a video review on something from a company called G-Code, which is this really good chest rig that has these, uh, it has four pouches on it for rifle magazines. It has a drop-down pouch for your your, your trauma and everything else. It's rigid without being rigid. The, the pouches are called uh, scorpion pouches. So, okay. they, they they have retention without having anything over the top. So, you can still snatch the magazine out, but it's, you're not going to be dropping magazines. And I'm right. doing you don't that. Have a right. So, I'm doing that. And I also had the belt that goes along with it. And I'm doing that. And I'm showing it set up with a rifle. And one of the comments I get on it is I'm not likely to take gear advice from somebody who puts O lights on his rifle. Now, a what? O light. That's a brand of light. Okay. I have, you know, Olight had, uh, I've done a number of Olight sends me lights and I do reviews on them. So I'm sitting there and this is all based on this. uh, A while back, there was a guy, as I am told, I've only read about this. There was a guy that had an Olight with a lithium ion rechargeable battery. He stuck that in his mouth to do something while keeping the light and holding it in his mouth, the lithium ion battery, which is the same type of battery that catches on fire in, in Teslas or in in various electric vehicles throughout the United States. Well, that's the kind of
2: battery to not have. Yeah.
1: Right. But he had it in his mouth and Mm -hmm. the odds, were uh in his favor but this it still exploded while it was in his mouth and it ended up killing him so did he the, it? No, no so the story goes he did not survive it now uh okay. looking i i you know this is just something i've heard out there amongst the, okay. the lore it may be true it may not i don't know but i'm going to go along the lines of it, it of the supposition that it is true okay why would you put a lithium ion battery in your mouth
2: whether it's in a flashlight or not knowing what well, we know about lithium ion is, batteries, uh, yeah. I mean it kinda of comes across to me as natural selection. Yeah. You know?
1: So that's the Darwin kind of that's, award. See whenever I'm whenever I'm presenting something out there on, on YouTube right. or something where I'm saying, here's some good looking equipment, look at this and this is just for your consideration. I'm not saying it's the right. only kind of equipment you can get. I'm not saying it's the best kind of equipment you can get, but I can say look at this. This is good. This would work for most people had has a, has a, right. has a, uh, a battle belt that goes with it. This narrow that has a rubber backing on it. So you don't have to have an inner belt. It's, it's very well thought out. G code knows what they're doing. And, um, so I'm showing that. And this is, this is what this guy comes away with. And see, uh, do you have the same kind of people out there that they come away and they say something that is so frivolous and has so little to do with what you actually just said? Because they
2: gotta be right. Right, but you understand one thing about that, right? Mm-hmm. You know what they're doing when they do that. Tell me, they're, they're they're simply skylining themselves. They're they're basically identifying themselves. You know, shoot your mouth off like that, and it's like, hey, look at me, I'm the dummy in the crowd. That's kind of like how I take it. Well, I mean, but because I mean, I understand the connection. I'm just not connecting the dot on uh, the lithium battery incident. And you having an, an O light on your gun, right? Well, they're both O lights. Well, I mean, it's like big deal. Um, see, here's I just recently did a, you know. Why make one light try to do everything when you can run two lights and have two different kinds of light? <laughs> right. And oh, that was that was like uh I think it was a little too simple for some folks. Yeah. It's kinda like, oh, I never
1: thought of that. So explain and, just explain the basic premise. You got two lights mounted on your on your on your long gun. Why do you have two lights mounted on your long gun?
2: Because one light wins System cannot be made to throw two different kinds of light. Right. I need. I like a short flood light for CQB type work for close range work. You know, when I say close range, I mean like inside of a structure. Right. Um, near uh, mount, mount muzzle work. muzzle yeah muzzle distance to twenty five yards right down a hallway. Uh, and a In a, something that throws a beam, something that's got some reach. You know what I mean? That I I can, um, be, uh, 200, 300 meters. Maybe 200 max. Yeah. 200 max. Yeah. Um, and the light that, the lights that I used to, to present this concept was, uh, string light TRL, TRL ones, but I, I swapped out the heads on them where I've got, like, an HPL head, which is the long-range beam head. It's a big head. Uh, and, and yeah, it's big. Yeah. Um, but it looks cool, I think. And then a standard head on the other one, but, uh, you know, they both set up for remote switching, blah, blah, blah. Right. Now, one thing I will say that I didn't speak to really kind of as, as an afterthought was <clears throat> if you just look at the carbine, it does look heavy. But it's a, it's a visual heavy. You know what I mean? Right. The lights themselves are actually very light. But see, the thing about it is, this is the funny part. I could have dug around, and this is where I, I kind of fall down in the realm. I don't consider myself a gear guy. You know, some people are like all about gear and telling you this model, that model, and the difference between the XM123 versus the XM123-AZ. Uh, it's like, I'm, I don't have the brain power for that, um, but I what I could have probably done is use some more, uh, use some different, more compact lights to present the concept, sure. and it would have been easier, or maybe it had been more readily accepted than what it was by some folks. But you know, it's no big deal. But here's the point I'm trying to make: regardless of how well the concept was accepted, it doesn't matter. Uh, or the, the equipment was accepted. I misspoke. Uh, what matters is how well the concept is accepted because what I did, what I failed to get into <clears throat> in that specific post was the concepts are what's important. As long as the concepts stay alive, maybe the technology, uh, doesn't exist today that'll satisfy the concept, but future tech will. You follow me? I do. It's just, you've got to think about it first. So in respect to, you know, thinking out of the box, I encourage everybody to think out of the box. You know, I I don't, anything that even remotely reminds me of lemming behavior just flies in the face of reason. Uh, Don't be a lemming, you know, if you can think of something, have an original thought, share it, because the fact of the matter is, nobody may have thought of it yet. It may be, I mean, look at everything that has been worth discovering in the entire human existence and how well it was received initially. Right. You know, what kind of witchcraft is this? What kind of sorcery do we have going on here? You know, all that's on a larger scale, but the point remains the same. You know, have an original thought. Don't be afraid to think out of the box and you might be the guy that comes up with a, you know, next latest and greatest, you know, item. Who knows, you know, only because somebody didn't think of it yet.
1: Well, I mean, I could see something becoming integrated, like with the laser setup, with the with the bigger, wider platform, where you would have a long and a short, a, a long throw and a short throw built into one flashlight. And I could see that becoming a thing, sort of like the whole laser setup, the square setup that uh, bolts to the rail and
2: everything else. But anyway, yeah, I see, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, oh, I mean, there's any number of ways it could be done. But see, the the here's what I don't want you to really find out. Well, here, here. before
1: you tell me what you don't want. Oh, go we, ahead. We're going into the break, so Super Dave, it's find people. him at uh, Facebook, S. Dave Harrington. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.
5: You can live out your MasterChef dreams.
1: Welcome back. We're talking to Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed, LLC. We've been talking about thoughts and putting them, you know, mounting it and taking a picture of it, sticking it on your Facebook or whatever and everything and what comes from it. And the the, the whole thing I was, the whole point I was trying to make is when you showed the thing with the light, you had some people pushing back and saying less than flattering things about that, didn't you?
2: Yeah, here and there. But dude, you're always going to have that. Sure. Absolutely. You're, you you're always going to have, you're always going to have the naysayers and, you know, the people that cannot be satisfied for any other reason than they're maybe stupid or dumb or ignorant. I mean, pick one. You know what I mean? Those people do exist out there. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just trying to recognize the fact that no matter what profession you're in and no matter how well you do your job, there's always going to be someone um, out there working against you. So why get sideways over it?
1: Well, I, I think the point I'm trying to make here is that when somebody like you looks at something and says, hmm, now I, I need this, but I also need that. And heretofore, that hasn't existed in any sort of standard configuration I can work with. So I'm going to have to make one for myself just to see how that works when you're talking like proof of concept or something. And from right. that, that's where, I mean, I'm sure... That during, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of guys taking mag lights and and duct taping them to to weapons a long time ago. Would I be right about that?
2: Oh, yeah, man. There was a dude made reference to uh, hose clamping a mag light to his M16A2. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. You know, I remember those days. And I mean, before, see, the, before there was a
1: two-point sling, I was making my own because back when I was in, the only slings that were on that's that all was, you had. Yeah. The, the two-point sling, though, was set up on a certain, it was set up on the underside of the weapon facing down to where it was more of a sling arms type sling. So
2: right. It was w- a carry sling. It yeah. wasn't a working sling.
1: No. So yeah. I, I would take and un- undo it and attach it to the top part of the gun. And then that way I could actually have it hanging in a, in a posture where I could bring it up if I had to. Cause that's the way right. my M60 worked. That's the way the sling for the M60 worked back in those days. I was like, why isn't this this way? So I just made it work right. this way. So, I mean, w- the way these things change and become, become uh, a new way of uh, an evolution in the equipment, they start out with like mounting a long range flashlight on your, on your, on your, on your long gun and a shorter range flashlight on your long gun. And looking at that and trying to see, okay, how do I make it lighter? How do I make it smaller? How do I get it to take up less real estate? All those things—that all comes into play. But it's got to start somewhere. And whenever somebody, yeah, but, whenever somebody comes out and beats up on that, that just sort of irritates me, to be honest with you.
2: No, I understand what you're getting at, but dude, dig this. Here's one thing I don't want you to lose sight of. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, no matter, no matter whether your lights have different throws. For different values to the light they throw, you still have two lights. Don't lose track of that. That's what I was getting at because right. the fact of the matter is, <clears throat> if you've ever been doing any low or no light work and your light goes down, uh, that's a problem. It's a big problem. And, uh, what do you, you know, what contingencies do you have in place? Do you have an extra light? Do you have the tools? Uh, or you need tools? Right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, with the the baseline of the concept of having two lights is if you lose one, you still have one. Right. And it precludes having to go through the goat rope of getting your carbine back up um, due to light circumstances. You know, time, opportunity, cover... Uh, someone to provide security for you possibly in the event you need to uh, swap your lights out. Right. You know, it's just, um, you know, what is your environment? You know, Are you even part of a team organization? Are you even part of a element, a team element? Uh, <clears throat> how does, um, well, I digress. Go ahead.
1: What else? you got? Well, I just, uh, you know, one thing when, when, See, the thing about an instructor is that an instructor gets to see, from a third-person point of view, a lot of mistakes. And at the same time, there's got to be a whole lot of, uh, well, I could do this with this moments. And whenever an instructor comes out, I mean, and I don't claim to be an instructor at all. so And that's okay. why, that's why I, never, I, I never do a technique video. Because my technique is what works for me. I don't know why it works for me. Sometimes it works for me, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm inconsistent. So until I figure out the consistency part of it, and until I actually go and uh, decided to actually do something a little more serious about doing that, I'm never going to claim to be an instructor. But I will claim to say that I know what is real and what isn't real. And when I get out there and I do it, and I see somebody getting out there that I don't know their background, they probably never served, and they're basically coming at me with some sort of mall ninja mentality to where, well, you know, these guys, this killed people, this killed people. Well, then, you know, I drive a Ford today, but I mean, uh, you know, back in the day, Ford Pintos are blowing up all over the place. Things change. Right. And I mean, something like I've got a flashlight on the bottom of my uh, Glock 19, a Surefire X 300 flashlight. That thing is three hundred dollars. And it's, that's the cheap right. one. They, you can get them that are $400. Streamlight, they're a little less expensive. Olight, they're a little less expensive than Streamlight. So if you're looking for light, there's other things that are going to work for you out there. And they may not be the, the one that all of the uh, the, the high-speed guys that, you know. I mean, did, did you have to buy your flashlights when you were in the military or did they issue them to you?
2: Well, for the most part, um, they were issued. But we yeah. didn't. Uh, you know, back in the day when I was, um, current, so to speak, uh, we didn't have the luxury of everything you have today. Right. You know, I I was, I was current in the early nineties, you know, surefire was just getting a toehold into everything. Right. Uh, and of course they own it all now, but, um, the military side of it, um, you didn't have all the choices that you have now. A lot of what Surefire does today has been, you know, from the experience of the military over the last twenty years. Right. But um you're certainly they're certainly proud of their gear. Uh you're gonna pay for it and that's fine. Uh I always looked at uh my kit and equipment as life support gear. And when you treat your equipment as life support equipment, uh things change in respect to uh what you have, how well you take care of it, how well you service it, um at infinitum. Because it's life support gear. Right. Now if your budget is tight, I would say in respect to lights, My next go-to would be Streamlight. Right. I've had, I've had, um, just as good, uh, service and function out of Streamlight than I, I have had Surefire. Um, with, you know, the simple caveat that anything man-made can fail. I've had both Surefires go down due to switching problems. Or, uh, stream lights go down due to actually breakage, but, uh, sw- some switching issues. Yep. But, uh, that were due to, uh, impact damage. Couldn't be helped. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't like manufacturer's defect. But, um, you know, things happen, man. But for the most part, even if you go flat out budget, there's are so many different types of lights out there now. Even some of the most inexpensive lights are well made. Yep. You know, aluminum knockoffs of uh, Surefire or Streamlight or any of your major brands. Um, you know, and, and instead of um, being able to afford one, you can afford like five or six. You know, if that's your thing, just use one until it breaks and have another one to right. replace it.
1: And with that, Look, uh, we're gonna have to—that's gonna have to be the last word because we've run out of time. I'm good. Yeah, Super Dave Harrington. Find him on Facebook. S. Dave Harrington. You can see all the things out there and go check some of the comments out. Some of these guys are brassy. They got a pair. It impresses me because they obviously, you know, first of all, they don't know what they're talking about. Too, they still think enough of themselves to mention it. But hey, there's other people that appreciate truth. Hour number two is inbound. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.